Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. A lot of issues to discuss on the issue of uh, COVID. The COVID front uh, news is always changing. Vaccine queue jumping's been discussed. On the flip side, what's the message to people who still maintain they don't want to be vaccinated? There is continuing controversy over the extending of time period between the two vaccinations in Canada to four months. No other country is doing that. New vaccines on the way. There's the Novavax in the UK, which they're saying is 96% effective against the original COVID virus and 82% against the UK variant. And the Ontario Science Table is predicting, if I got this correctly, up to 8,000 new infections daily possible by April. So a lot to unpack with Dr. Isaac Bogosh, Infectious Diseases Specialist, Toronto General Hospital, Associate Professor at the Department of Medicine at the University of Toronto. Dr. Bogosh, I don't know where to start with this, so why don't you take us, uh, why don't you start us off? Sure, Roy, great to chat. Um, why don't we start with delays, vaccine delays and uh, second doses. And, you know, in general, I'm, you know, I'm pretty supportive that you can delay. You don't have to stick to the day one and day 21 or day one and day 28 days. You can, you can extend it. There's good data demonstrating you can extend it to two months to three months. I don't know, four months is... I don't think we have the data, but I, I truly don't think that's going to be a huge issue. But of course, it looks like there's growing data in people with compromised immune systems, so severely compromised immune systems like blood cancers. They might not mount the same degree of immune response and perhaps delaying the doses in those individuals is not the best idea to give them the best possible protection. Yeah, I received a, a, a tweet from a former producer of my program, uh, Peggy Chapman, and it's at Peggy Chapman, and uh, she sent through a tweet from uh, at Share on Health. I don't know who this Share on Health is, but uh, his tweet is, three plus weeks after getting a single at Pfizer vaccine, two out of three people in their late 70s failed to develop antibodies to protect them from COVID-19. Data shows evidence that delaying a second dose from three to 16 weeks, and then he goes on to suggest it could be very uh, difficult, very dangerous for the elderly. And and then it says Imperial College of London. I sent that to you. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting. Like, this was in the news about a day ago when the very early data was released. And it kind of makes sense. I mean, when you think about immunocompromised individuals, they're just not able to mount the same degree of immune response to a vaccine. I mean, we knew this uh, long before COVID-19. So it just it kind of makes sense that if you're thinking about delaying vaccines, you can probably delay them very safely in, in most people. But there, there's probably some people that you wouldn't want to do that. In. And again, I, I'd love to see how the provinces integrate this emerging data into their vaccine rollout programs. OK, so what are your thoughts on the Ontario science table suggesting another and more harsh lockdown of Ontario may be necessary to deal with variants of COVID-19 and the modeling some modeling suggests 8,000, what, up to 8,000 cases per day by April. What do you make of that? Uh, whenever we see those models, we always have to look at what they, what they actually said and what goes into them. They're always going to project a worst case scenario if we let a rip. And of course, no one's suggesting we do that. They talk about, you know, what might happen if we plot along our current path. And then they look at a scenario where what happens if we tighten things up? If we sit back and let a rip and just open up the province, yeah, of course, we're going to see a ton of cases, right? This is a very transmissible infection and the variants make it even more transmissible. Okay, we knew that. Um, I think the more concerning thing is if we plot along at the same rate, we're, we're probably going to see 
a rise in cases. And in fact, we are seeing a rise in cases. We are seeing about 900 to 1,100 new cases per day in the province now. In the province, we're seeing about anywhere from 12 to 1,500 new cases per day. The case numbers are going up. There's a big outbreak in Thunder Bay. There's a rise in cases in many other public health units. You know, the, the variants of concern make it a little more challenging to keep this at bay. The question here is, can we stick handle through the next you know, month, month and a half or so without locking down and by taking a very regional targeted approach uh, while vaccines scale up? And that's that's the hope. Um, obviously, this is a contagious infection. I don't think anyone has a crystal ball if things reopen too quickly. This will get out of hand quickly. It will. It, it totally will. We know how this virus transmits. There's no secrets a year into this. Um and, and they might need to lock down again. Hopefully we can avoid that, but uh, this will come down to very skilled political and public health maneuvering over the next month and a half. I don't ever want to hear the word lockdown again, ever, in my Me whole either. life. Never. Never they want to hear stink. lockdown. Never. They're terrible. They're terrible. But, but like, I, and I think like everyone agrees on that. It's just that truly, 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 when your cases are out of control high and your hospitals are overwhelmed, like truly overwhelmed, like you're running out of hospital ICU capacity, like you got to do it. I mean, it's not good. It stinks. But it's if your healthcare system is at threat of imploding, you know, you've got to You got to do everything you can to prevent that. And sadly, you just don't have that many options. Yeah, you I, I, your smart options early on, not not when you, you know, but unfortunately, that that's that's the, the last option. Uh, you and I've talked about that before, and we have a minute and a half here. So let me let me get into this other issue. And I know you've talked about it, and it's something that people have on their minds. So vast majority of people want to be vaccinated, but then there's a concern about vaccine queue jumping. You're part of the uh, rollout uh, group for for the province. Uh, what's in place to safeguard against vaccine queue jumping? Family medicine. We got to get vaccines into family medicine. Farmer uh, pharmacies, maybe. Primary care would be extremely helpful because when it comes to age, that's a really easy cutoff. Anyone can do the age cutoff at mass vaccine sites. But when we start to talk about like medical comorbidities, you know, severe lung disease and neurologic disease or whatever, you know, the, the primary care doc, the primary care practitioners, that's family medicine and nurse practitioners, they know. They know their patients well and, and mobilizing vaccination in those settings will, will really prohibit queue jumping. It's going to happen. We get it. It's going to happen. We just want to minimize it. So I have to ask you this question because a lot of people have it on their minds and I've received emails about it. Denmark and Norway suspending AstraZeneca vaccine for two weeks because of blood clotting uh, of some recipients in the vaccine. Are the two necessarily co- uh, uh, connected? Got to take it seriously. Anytime we hear about an adverse event, you got to look into it. You can't sweep it under the rug. On the other hand, there's been like tens and tens of millions of doses of this vaccine administered globally. This is the first we're hearing about it. Uh, I mean, I think it's too soon to pivot. uh, And I think we should continue with this vaccine for now. Of course, we're time stamping every conversation. Um, And, um, you know, obviously look into it. If there's an issue, make sure it's an issue with just the batch, not the vaccine in general, if there's any issue at all. But I'd carry on carrying on until we hear more because, quite frankly, there's been so much of this vaccine administered. We haven't seen any signal amongst the noise. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 